Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. the Butcher of Names, also known as the William Shatner of hip-hop. That's right. We're here on Fan Bros Show. It's special delivery. The voice of the urban geeks. It's crazy. I've got my boy, Illa YC, in the building. Illa, what up? How are you? Fan brethren, this is your boy, Illa YC, kicking it in a spaceship on his journey with Ben Ami. What's good, fam? Uh, chilling, man. It's been a big weekend for Geekdom. I feel like I say that every Sunday night, but this one had to be one of the biggest Guardians of the Galaxy dropped this weekend. And when I say dropped, it hit like an atomic bomb. Damn near 100 million. Biggest August opening ever for any movie. Marvel has done it again. And again, the hits keep coming. This is an intergalactic bombshell they just dropped with Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Definitely kicked in the door. I've been hyped about it all weekend. Saw it Thursday night. Can't stop thinking about it. I can't wait to see it again. Shout out to James Gunn. Shout out to everyone involved. Chris Pratt on down. Movie's epic, folks. If you haven't seen it yet, huge spoiler alert. We're about to talk about it right now. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know, just uh, fast forward later on in the episode. You'll read the time code below. But right now, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ella, what did you think? I think Chris Pratt is a superstar in the making. This movie and what the upcoming Jurassic World are going to set him in a whole nother stratosphere. He delivered the comedy, the action, the leading man, all the archetypes and tropes. I mean, he's you know, he helped set the pace of the film and it was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that pretty much, you know, breaks it down well. Chris Pratt just got rich. You know, he <laughs> might might need to change the name to Chris Brown or something. Because that boy there, Ooh. yeah. He's going to be like smacking up aliens in? Uh, I didn't mean that part of Chris Brown's, you know, history. I just meant the part where he got rich, you know. Green bugs filing cases. Yeah, I think she was red in the movie. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, I, I like I say, man, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was really hyped for this. This is probably the most hyped up I was for any movie this summer. And but did you get hyped for it before or after the seven minute, 17 minute preview? I didn't watch the 17 minute preview. Thank God. I didn't oh, okay. watch anything past the first trailer. Like okay. I, I, I ignored everything after the first trailer because I didn't want to go in and having seen parts of it and been like, oh yeah, it is. And no. So for the record, I was hyped. Like I said before, since they announced James Gunn, I was pretty damn hyped because James Gunn directed Slither, which fan bros, if you haven't seen, it's an amazing movie. Just comedy sci-fi horror everything all wrapped into one movie slither check it out and so once they announced him i was good money because i knew that he was going to deliver i like chris pratt from before this everyone else those were the questions was batista gonna pull it off was bradley cooper gonna pull it off the only person i was familiar with was batista because i follow wrestling i mean of course you know zoe saldana and bradley cooper but I wasn't. I didn't watch uh, Parks and Rec with Chris Pratt, and I yep. never seen Slither. You told me about Slither. Yeah. Never checked that out with Chris Pratt. But when I yeah, I had that kind of um, 
when I going into it, I was I wanted to see it because I'm a Marvel fan, a comic head. But I actually saw the 17 minute preview, and that's where I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm fully in. And I think that was a real shrewd marketing move by Marvel. It pissed a lot of people off because they thought they were getting an advanced screening. But seeing it and walking out of it, it really just firmly solidified. I've got to check this movie out. Now, I wanted to see the 17-minute preview, honestly, but I didn't get in, so I wasn't like... And then at the same time, I didn't really want to see it because I hate seeing that. Like, I, I get tired of seeing more of the movie than I want to see beforehand. Like, I want to go in fresh, everything new. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, this is what's about to happen, you know. So that's why I was happy. Like I said, I only watched the first trailer. And so damn near, you know, the majority of the movie was brand new to me. So what so, what you think about it? I thought it was amazing, dog. Like, I think it might be, you know, it, it's a the debate is out right now. Is this the best Marvel movie ever? And it, it's a tough one. Guardians of the Galaxy definitely made that a tough debate. I think I'd probably put it at my top. I think it's the most fun Marvel movie. I don't know if it's the best because I still, for me, Captain America: The Winter Soldier still holding it down as the best all around. But this movie was so much fun. This was this was what a summer blockbuster is supposed to be. A fun story, adventurous, I mean, great characters, great interaction, a, a real a movie at a real quick clip. Like, it was just solid all around. You could enjoy some popcorn with all the butter for this joint. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I, I think the, the one thing that I really love about Guardians is you're introduced to a whole new team of characters who you've never seen before, each with distinct personalities, each with their own powers or abilities or whatnot. And by the end of the movie, you love them just as much as the Avengers. And the Avengers, you know, you had Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, all with their own solo movies to develop these characters and Loki, you know, so you already knew them all going in. It was just so awesome to see them all once together. But Guardians isn't like that. It's like I was never like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the day they make a Rocket Raccoon movie. <laughs> like that was never said by anyone so i uh, you know it wasn't like one of those things where i was, I was like oh this guy to be good like avengers i was like please 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 pull this off yeah but you and, wanted that for 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 the fan bros and for comic i mean i'm actually one of the few who actually read the guardians comic that this incarnation came from i follow the the abnon landing series and there was like a little uh star lord mini series that pr preceded it so I was familiar with this beforehand, you know, and the most recent incarnation by Brian Michael Bendis, where it actually has the movie kind of version of the Guardians crew is what people are getting getting their hands on right now. If they're just coming, going into comic book stores from seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. But I had long wanted to see this one. I mean, come on, though. You back in the 80s, you weren't thinking about a rocket uh, raccoon. Yeah, of course. No, not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like long where it's like, you know, as a kid, I was like, maybe one day I'm making a good x-men movie you know <laughs> so no it wasn't like that for i wasn't sitting around reading marvel universe like oh god please you know fruit <laughs> in a movie no never so for this to have been so just incredible all around i had to give so much props to everyone involved the thing that sets this apart from the other marvel movies and the avengers is the heart you know this is just a much more emotional movie I mean, I like the fact that they organically got the characters together really quick, really early on. Um, and the dynamic just really flow. You can see the chemistry and you can see why they would like each other and hang out with each other and go on some other adventure with each other. 
like those bonds are really clearly firmly established throughout the film and everything just kind of built on each other in a logical way uh, that the Avengers kind of had a more thrown together, you know, Nick Fury pulling the strings and making these characters a team, whereas the Guardians, you see why these kind of ragtag crew comes together and why they want to be together. But the the way they were able to do Rocket Raccoon and the expressions of Groot, I mean, it was just amazing. All the, the Drax is the one, though. Drax is the man. Yeah, most definitely. Drax's one-liners were out of control. Some of the best. But like I said, the, like you said, it's like every character in the movie gets a good chance to shine. And that's really crazy because, like I said before, the other Avengers, you know, you each had a movie to develop them. But Zoe, you know, she kicked ass as Gamora. Bradley Cooper killed it as Rocket. You know, Groot with his one line throughout the movie. Becomes... This had to be the best acting Vin Diesel has ever done. Wow. The best. I won't I won't go that far, but you know. He emoted. Uh, oh man, give him three lines and he's amazing. <laughs> three words. Uh. <laughs> three words, yeah. yeah. Okay, the film Guardians of the Galaxy was written by Nicole Perlman. And they're saying that uh, James Gunn did do some work on it, but Marvel is giving her credit as the main screenwriter. And also, Perlman says that they might be, or not might be, it's strongly suggested that they're working on a line of female films for Marvel. So people out there, we might finally get to see a Black Widow. Who knows what else? Speaking of Black, that's something I want to say. If Guardians of the Galaxy which they have now pulled off, there is no reason for Marvel not to make a Black Panther film. Yes, Black None. Panther. And they've seeded it, though. I mean, I think it's a passion project, and I think it's something they want to actually make happen. I mean, they've mentioned Wakanda, and they've referenced it in some of the other movies. Stan Lee's been on record saying that there's something they're actively working on. Kevin Feige, he's actually mentioned, you know, kind of hinted at developing African-American characters. So I think the Black Panther is coming. And I think the par- the uh the fans really want it. I mean, with Black Panther being so strongly featured in New Avengers, I think yep. the the most telling sign will be if they actually launch a new Black Panther series. Because if we see that, then we know the movie's coming. Yeah, most definitely. And so let's pray for that. Let's pray for both of those things to happen. Because after this, I feel like Marvel can do pretty much anything right now. But, and I, that's another great thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is like I've been comparing it all weekend to Star Wars. And that would have felt like blasphemy for any other movie. But this is like the first movie where I feel like, especially Marvel has just opened up that space opera realm again. And they can just do so many things now because they've got the Avengers running in full blast. All the adventures taking place on Earth. They want to get the Guardians of the Galaxy now showing off the whole cosmic side of Marvel. I mean, they show Celestials. I, so, I, I can't even talk about that. Uh, it was... I screamed in the theater. Imagine like the Shi'ar, the different alien races, Galactus, for real Galactus, the Silver Surfer. It could be epic. But the The problem with half of those is they're all tied up with other studios. Everyone you just named there is still tied up with other studios. Well, yeah, the Surfer, I think, is with Fox. Um, Yeah. Shi'ar are tied up with the (sighs) X-Men. True enough. But I think this, this begs the question, though. Do you think... Guardians has set a bar that Avengers Age of Ultron will have to exceed. Or Hell yeah. 
Or this set a bar that J.J. Abrams over on Star Wars has to exceed. <laughs> this joint right here is causing problems. There's a lot of filmmakers out there who saw this this weekend in our heart. Oh, yeah. I bet the Wachowski siblings <laughs> are over there trying to get that Jupiter whatever together. Because man, terrible. Man, boy, Nolan on Interstellar. There is a lot to live up to if you are making a movie about an adventure in space, boy. Yeah, I man. mean, it's hot. I was, yeah. I, I was impressed, man. I mean, like they hit it out of the ballpark with this one. Just and that's all, and it's consistently getting great reviews. I mean, from I'm standing there in line for the uh, to watch it. Some ladies on her iPad getting ready to go in. She doesn't know anything about the Guardian, so she's trying to research it on marvel.com and wikipedia and i'm talking to her trying to give it a history and i think it's, it's stuff like this is really good when you can take some obscure characters and you have somebody who's like now she's trying to do the knowledge on it you know yep so that's great for comic books i mean yeah. marvel is on another level if they can do the they have the ant-man coming and dr strange and who, you know these are obscure characters they can make hits out of these this studio Man. is yeah. crazy yeah. plus the netflix well. shows yeah, it's a lot to look forward to right now. Avengers coming next year, less than a year away. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really, you know, we could sit here and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy all night and it would all be like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> so, you know, let's move on to some other things that aren't as great. You know, this is special delivery. And every week, me and Kim Sony and the Space Ghost producer, you know, we cover all the shows that are hot. And that includes True Blood, which I really can't say is that hot, but it is on. It's the final season. We're covering it. We're suffering it through for you. You know, yeah. hate watching, as Timsonian loves to say. It's 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 a pain. It's yeah. like this episode came and went, and I feel like only two minutes from the last episode it passed. You know, right. that that's about right. And this episode is titled Maybe the Last Time. And like, Timsonian mentioned it before. Watching this shit. Yes, it's like this show, this final season. It feels like the writers are so in on the joke, because as I was watching it, I felt like even the characters at this point are starting to talk about the show. They're like, you know, some of the lines are, "What would you do if you could leave here?" You know, and another character is like, "Do you ever realize what a shitty reality we're trapped in?" You know, and they just get all meta. <laughs> yeah, and the show has been meta this whole season, and I really feel like it's just gone over the top in these last few episodes. But I mean, but, they they just they just all over. They're just throwing spaghetti against the wall. I mean, the way they handled Tara, the off-screen death, the way uh, they handled Alcee, just like yeah, what's the bullet point? to the head for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. The main uh, villain got dispatched early. Now they're trying to make uh, Viola, Viola, Valerie. Valerie. What's yeah. her Victoria? I don't know Vic, her name. Yeah, is. I don't know. Something with a V, you know, the vixen in, into the villain. And it's just like, all right, whatever. Um, Who cares? Let me just say this one thing. They showed Lafayette this episode. He didn't even get a line. And that's just disturbing. As all true fans of Fanbro show know, we want a life with Lafayette spinoff, and we're not going to get it at this rate, HBO. So, I, I don't want a life with Lafayette spinoff, though. You are bugging. Lafayette is I, I like the Lafayette. best thing True Blood. I, I like Lafayette as a character. I, I just don't want life with Lafayette. But Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could watch a life with Lafayette. My man's a great actor, and he's been no, killing he's, it he's, even in this terrible. He's a great actor, and he's been killing it. But 
again, even the romance he has this season, I'm just like, uh, I'm not yeah. invested. No, I mean, I just but don't that, care. I was finally happy to see, you know, the black man. Like he said, can I get some love? And then he got some love. So, uh, you know. yeah, yeah, he got some love. Oh man, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. all but, up in it. <laughs> I mean, I like Lafayette. I think HBO's had a good string of funny black gay characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't That's know. That's not really a trend you want to keep up. HBO. <laughs> yeah. But they've been strong, strong, good characters from some of the cats on Oz to Omar on the Wire to Lafayette. I mean, so, you know. Eh. Well, like we say, folks, True Blood. Uh, maybe the last time. There's only three episodes left in this season. One last shout out. I do want to say one thing. Like I said, it's mainly the peripheral characters that have been keeping me watching this. Because even though I don't, I cannot remember his name for anything. The Japanese Elvis dude is the greatest character. <laughs> oh my God! His southern accent, his Japanese, his white suit driving around in his tokyo drift cars it's just like racism on so many levels he's like a a stereotype smorgasbord he's a stereotype (laughs) orgy he's like all the stereotypes got together just had (laughs) they would birth him shout out to japanese elvis you are the man you are holding me down eric as always holding me down on elvis corporate cowboy yeah the adventures of eric and elvis are just too great (laughs) (laughs) i'll keep watching just for that till the end three more episodes folks speaking of shows that uh met their end this week power we said we'd distress it we you know i've I've been watching it all season it's not really the most fan bro show but i really enjoy it illa you've been keeping up with it as well what you think of the finale i mean the finale was solid man i think power is a great c-grade show you know, it's entertaining. Uh, I don't feel bad after having watched it. I don't like have to take some kind of Will Smith shower, you know, after watching it and cleanse myself. But it's entertaining. It's just, you know, it's a trifle, you know. So it's, it's like a, a Friday night pizza party. It's, it's cool. The uh, funniest thing about Power to me is how they have managed to damn near episode. I mean, every episode. It's just like Extant and Halle Berry crying pretty much every episode is the fact that every episode when somebody's getting murdered, someone else is having sex. <laughs> it's, it's like the reverse of a friday the 13th movie or something because you know it's like someone's over here getting killed and someone's over here getting killed but you know in a different way in a good way well, yeah, that's, in a that, loving that's, way that's something i've noticed when i do like the little intercuts because either two people are getting murdered or it's murder and sex going on yes and two people are having murdering sex at the same time yeah <laughs> no on, they did do one time i think one time they did have like two sex scenes at the same time yeah so. that's what i mean they've had two sex scenes or a murder and a sex scene I, I don't think it's been two murders i don't think they've gone the godfather route yet and had the, you know three or four different rub outs going on at once i mean but the thing about power is that it's 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 nice for what it is but it still seems like nothing much has really happened no, that's what I was saying today. Like when I when I realized that this was the season finale, I was like, for real? Like, I mean, I see how they set up stuff for next season and stuff, but oh man, uh, yeah, power. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so it seems like we've had I don't know even know how many episodes it's been, but it seems like we've had the equivalent of what should have transpired in like four episodes. Well, it's eight episodes, so you know it's. Uh, 
I guess. Like you said, a good C grade show. C plus maybe. So I'm not mad at Power. It's something I can watch, you know, and not you know, I can't hate on them, you know what I mean? They're doing their thing. It's cool. It's stylish. I mean, of course it's, you know, the the black drug dealer trying to now become the firmly the uh the new drug dealer, Kingpin in New York. Yeah. So we've seen that one before. I think and... they they ha- I think they handle um not so much cliffhangers, but uh lead ins into the next episode. Like it's enough intrigue to really make you want to see what happens next and they're interesting enough characters but they're not like good or great you know what i mean to no. take you it's not must watch tv so, no 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 far from it it's like it's it's about a true blood level true blood might uh, be a b minus show yeah not really at, at its best true blood had its moments at its best yeah, yeah. at its best true blood yeah. is not as its best right now True yeah, blood. but at, at at Power's best, it's still just a C plus <laughs> show. <laughs> so, um, yeah. let's see. That's Power. That's uh, True Blood. Oh, True Blood. Perfect. Speaking on vampires, the strain on FX. Now, that's been pretty good. Yes, that has been pretty good. And I have to say the latest episode it's not for everyone is one of the better episodes of the season. So with it being pretty good all season so far, episode four was, you know, right up there. Yeah, they started exploring the, uh, I guess, the vampire infected biology more and give you a better understanding of how they're functioning. And so it was really cool. Yeah. Actually, just from a CSI perspective. Oh, most definitely. They gave you a nice autopsy scene in which they showed that the vampires have penises for notes. And vaginas, no, vaginas for throats and penises coming out their mouth. <laughs> That's what you took away from that? Dog, when they first cut the throat, it was, there's a shot in the show that is like, I'm sorry, you know? It, it's not like where people just see vaginas everywhere. It was one of those things where it's like, That's clearly a vagina. Well, I get, well, because the, the vampires become asexual, so they don't have reproductive organs, they don't have a need for it. And then they develop damn near a six foot long, I guess he called it a stinger. Yep. Which is how they feed. You know, the little girl had her shooting out. Uh, yeah. 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 It was, uh, but so, like we said, most of the episode was taken up by this autopsy. And then the Van Helsing character returns <laughs> to mop up some vampires at the end. Satrakian, yeah. Yep. It's called It's Not for Everyone because it seems like the female doctor is no longer be able to continue on this mission or the missions are at least split up now because it seems like she's going her own way and the male dude is you know rolling with van helsing right now what what i really like was the introduction of the uh latino gangbanger character yes they kind of he, he came across real cool and in a way that wasn't as stereotypical i mean they gave you bits of his family but also how he handles his business and he was kind of the tough guy without doing all the posturing like you could you know a believable a real street cat yeah so his encounter this actually wasn't his uh, introduction. He was on the show earlier. He actually did a job for the vampires. He didn't even realize he was working for the vampires. He just drove a truck for them that had the head vampires coughing in the back. And he did that job. And so they've already been showing him throughout the show. And I really like how they've been bringing him along and not like I thought that was to be the end of him after he did the job. But, you know, they keep going with his story, bringing it in. They brought in uh, Marlo from yeah. The Wire. Silvertooth like- Marlo. Yes, it's this Nigerian dude. His accent was trying to gone this episode, though. 
But, you know, <laughs> it, it was there before. I thought he was Haitian, and I now mean, they've identified him as Nigerian. So, uh, what do you expect? Come on. Yeah, hey, Marlo. Hey, you know, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, hey, yo, hey. You know, Jamie, though, he's a great actor. Shout out. What up, bro? But, you know, we'll see how much the more he gets some development, I hope. I really like you say how they've been developing the Spanish dude and not just being the stereotypical tough guy showing his whole family and everything. So that's interesting. I really didn't expect that from this show. And I think the way they're developing it, I mean, because right now it's like a small outbreak, you know, that they're dealing with. But I think they can really go in a lot of different directions. You know, this could become like a big pandemic. And they can yes. really push the push the button and push the envelope in terms of the direction they want to take the show. But they, Most you know, definitely. But they're still in the character building phases and it's, it's interesting, you know, so I'm no, enjoying it. I'm loving it. The other story that's drawn on in this episode is the wife, and I think her husband's name is Andal. Andal, I cannot understand how she's pronouncing it. But her husband was one of the four people who survived this initial plane wreck that killed everyone on board other than these four people that the vampires behind everything have caused. And so he's infected with the strain, and he's turning into a vampire. And his wife is so in love with him that she just becomes... I love what? that scene. <laughs> oh, man. But the earlier scene, before the turn, I was like, this woman is just ridiculously stupid. But then I love how it's not stupidity. It's her love and her loyalty to her husband that she does some dirt. Like, I love that scene, nah. too, because it was like one of the black comedy. It was like watching Heathers or something. It was oh, hilarious. Man. Oh, yeah. It's a dog. Yeah, why don't you go in there and handle it for me? Oh. He just gave the nice shove. <laughs> oh man the strain yo it's working on a lot of levels it's just like slither it's like horror but it's comedy it's sci-fi it's i'm loving it i'm really am it's getting better every episode so far so check it out strain on effects speaking of sci-fi yeah 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 extant cbs We, we started off watching this show, talk about how it might be the most fan bro show of the season because it stars Halle Berry. They've now brought in Lou Gossett Jr. So it's got some, you know, strong brown actors on there. It's sci-fi out the wazoo. But, um, it's yeah. more boring than watching paint dry. I don't know. Paint drying might be interesting sometimes. You know, it's sunny outside, you <laughs> know, nice day. People might be walking by. But yeah, extent, you're sitting inside your house watching this hour of Holly Berry. I don't think she had any thug tears this episode. This might be one of the first episodes where nope. Holly didn't do her eye watering up trick. See, I missed this it sh- this time out. But no no thug tears from Holly? No thug tears from Holly. Um,. Lou Gossett Jr., I have to give a shout-out to him, though. Even in this show that is barely treading water at this point, he delivered a great performance as the drunk father of Halle Berry who tries to use the robot boy for his own personal gain. Doesn't really work out for him. Um, By the end of the episode, there's more drama. Holly's still being chased by various people. But but is it moving forward? Does it seem like it's going somewhere? Ah. I don't know, and I'm and I'm quickly losing faith in it right now. Like, I'm trying to hold on for the show, but so far it's not giving me a lot to work with. So yeah, the fan bros soap on a rope, huh? Don't want to drop that one. 
Nah, I'm, you know, trying to hold on. I mean, it's Halle Berry. Like I say, it's CBS. It, it's got great production overall, you know, for a network show. It's not terrible. It's just, I think it's one of those things like Combat Jack has said many a time. You hate to be reminded that you're watching TV when you're watching TV. And Extant reminds you more than most shows. Yeah, it it's, doesn't lose you in the world like uh, The Strain does. No, not at all. And The Strain has commercials too, because that's usually the problem. I, You know, I love shows without commercials. I'm spoiled by HBO and whatnot. But The Strain, I don't mind the commercials because I'm still, I want to see what's coming next. While well, when Extant goes to commercials, it's like, uh, I yeah. could be doing something else. I mean, if the show is good, then you don't even, you forget the commercials. I mean, it's like gang related and things like that, where it's like, yeah. okay, let's let's get through these commercials so you can see what happens next. Yeah. So, if you're doing it right, the commercials are like little cliffhangers. Definitely. And Extant <laughs> is trying, but I can't really say it's doing it right. Yeah, commercials and Extant are like extended bathroom breaks. And I don't know if I'm coming back to this nonsense. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> I I think that's about it. You know, we've covered everything. Extant, True Blood, The Strain, Power. Awesome. Biggest thing of the weekend, Guardians of the Galaxy as always. And I'd say, fan bros, also check out Crossbones, which has been really solid with John Malkovich. The new show, Gang Related, on Fox. Um, and Tyrant has been okay. Uh, I think it's on FX as well, but it's kind of started to tread water a bit. But those three shows are still worth watching, fam, bros. Give them a show. Give them a look. Most definitely. And also, as much as we hyped up Guardians of the Galaxy, we also got to say, please go check out Get On Up. I'm really mad that they released it this weekend against such a monster that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Terrible. But- yeah, hopefully enough people caught it. I still get to catch it. I'm going to catch it this week. Go check out Get On Up. Shout out to Chadwick Boseman. H.U. in the building. I heard he did a great job. They probably should have released this in November, so they should have could have got some Oscar nominations. It's a conspiracy. I think it's a C-O-N conspiracy. Yeah, something ain't right there. They, they wanted to put it up against the Guardians, knowing it, it would just get blotted out like somebody covering the sun. Man, not a good look. All right, Ella. Thank you for joining me on the spaceship this week. Anything else for the Fan Bros? Check us out on fanbros.com and listen to the Fan Bros Show. Word up. Get yourself some t-shirts while you're there. You know, Fan Bros Shop is open. Check out our reviews of Guardian of the Galaxy, one by LOYC. Also, check out the video TV joint. We got the video review, Fan Bros TV, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's popping. Go there, fanbros.com. This has been Special Delivery with your boy, DJ Ben Amin and LYC. Thank you, God bless, and good night. Fan-